This is Steve Alton. You're here on My Turning Point with special guest Seal. Seal is one of the most special people I've ever interviewed. Wonderful conversation that moved myself and co-host Sage Bava to tears. That's right. Sage is going to be a regular contributor to My Turning Point. You will hear her more and more in upcoming episodes. Sage is an incredible jazz artist, as well as a very gifted interviewer. So hope you enjoy the conversation that Sage and I had with the magical seal. I never, I don't th- ever think of myself as being black in isolation. I think of myself, if I were to think of myself in terms of color, I think of myself as being a, it would be a black musician in the public eye. And therefore, what comes with that? Um, what comes with that is tremendous opportunity because there comes with that uh a, a unique kind of empathy, um, a, an extremely unique perspective because most people relate to you as seal rather than as a uh, black person and seal. And the reason I'm able to make that distinction is because there was a time when I wasn't seal. There was a time when I wasn't quote unquote famous. Um, Albeit that time was not spent in America because I only ca- I came to America at the age of twenty seven. So, so yes, and so I I felt I felt that being what does being black mean to me? Well, it means that I am a a black musician, uh, fortunate enough to have a career in the public eye, um, who has an incredible and unique opportunity to connect to people. See, that's very interesting to me. And where I would want to take that to start is to figure out for you, as you think Mm -hmm. back on it now, those artists that you learned from in terms or that Mm -hmm. you admired for the way that they were able to handle both things. But it's interesting because as I think about it, I know that you're friends with Joni, who I was fortunate to meet only once through Cameron Crowe, mm-hmm. who's a good friend. And it's, I just think about those artists who are able to live that public life while at the same time being so authentic mm-hmm. to themselves and being able to be themselves while being a musician. So are, who are those artists that you look at now and you think how you learn to handle being a black musician or just being a musician period that you really admire for the way they taught you how to live that life? Because as soon as you said that, Ooh. I started thinking about people like Bob Marley, of course, and Marvin Gaye, and you know Stevie Wonder, who I've been fortunate to spend a lot of time with. Well, who are the artists that I have I looked at 
and thought that person is handling or that person navigates through life um, in, in, in a way that uh, they would be an example to me. Um, I don't know if I ever looked at any one person and felt that that is who, that is an example for me as a black artist that I should follow. I, di I, 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 I don't know if there was ever, I guess maybe the, 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 the person who I, who had a, a large influence on me from an artistic perspective was probably Prince. And he's an interesting one because of course he's mixed, you know, and, and so he had this ability to appeal to a great cross section of people. Um, but in terms of, who did I look to as an artist? Who do I still look to as an artist? Um, not so much as a black artist, but as an artist who is performing what I believe is my primary function as an artist, which is to connect people in, and in, in connecting people with themselves or allowing them to connect with themselves by, by doing that through music, providing music. I'm subsequently uh, presenting the opportunity to connect with each other. Um, the artist that I, who I feel does that in an amazing way is, uh, is Bono. And the reason I say that is not necessarily because I believe in any of his kind of, you know, off the court um, uh, uh, endeavors um, and, and and causes, although I don't disagree with them, but that's not why. Is I look at him and he, for me, personifies what an artist is supposed to do with their fame and fortune. He, you know, they, I think they're the greatest rock band of all time, personally. I think they, you know, I think Acting Baby is uh, is the greatest rock and roll album of all time in, in true essence of what that philosophy rock and roll is supposed to be. Um, you know, more of an attitude than a sound and an attitude that encompasses uh, aggression, um, humor, irony, um, or, you know, all of those things. I think Actung Baby is, is that album. And, and, and I think you too, and, and specifically Bono, I think he's, you know, he's brilliant as an artist, but he's off the court um, uh, endeavors and what he has used his platform to bring attention to. Um, 
he is somebody who I admire and who, if I could do a fraction of, uh, of what he's done, I'd, I'd consider my, my career success. I'm reading Surrender right now, actually. Have you read it yet? No, but I did see the documentary um, that was where he was talking about it, and, and it's on my list. It's actually, it's funny. I haven't read a, uh, well, I'm, I was an English major, but in fact, I'm functionally illiterate now, thanks to uh-huh. social media and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But, uh, and in fact, it is funny though, because I always remember speaking, digressing for one second, then I'm going to let Sage jump in because this is also fascinating. But you and I did an interview so many years ago um, and you were talking about a specific book. I do not remember the name of it, but in fact, I was very intrigued by it and you were kind enough to actually send me a copy of the book via Amazon while we were on the phone. So I've always oh, wow. very much appreciated that. Oh, I remember, remember that. that. That's the one and only time I've done it. I remember that doing that. Like, uh, uh, wow. That's I've a had, long I've had artists send me flowers. Carlos Santana sent me flowers, but mm. no one ever sent me a book. So that's, mm. uh, you know, a more practical gift. Well, here, I'll return the favor. I'm going to send to... I'm going to send Oriel the the Bono book because it's a wonderful book and I actually am really enjoying it and I highly recommend it. But anyway, Sage, do you want to jump in for a second? Yes, you spoke earlier on the importance of your platform as a catapult for the message. And then you said um, it's to connect people. When did you discover that clear intention behind the music and the art that you make because it's also within the album art you see it within everything you do um there's this of course this seal alignment that you've Mm. created and when did you find that um intention is your question when did i first become aware of that being uh, my reason to to uh, to that my my purpose I, I, is that kind of what you're asking me? Yes. When did you define that as your intention of what your message is? Well, that's that that's a that's an that's an interesting interesting way of putting it. Because when did I define it? Um, I couldn't answer that question, but when did I first become aware of, oh, that's what it is I'm supposed to do? Because I, and I'm, I don't mean to sort of get hung up on semantics, but, but define, I think that defining, I think that probably happened a lot earlier. In, in, in my life, a lot earlier, like perhaps when I was a kid, maybe. I could point to any number of things that would have kind of defined that, but becoming conscious of this thing about connecting. Um, there was a woman who has since passed on. Jill Sinclair was her name. She was the late wife of my producer, Trevor Horn. And uh, she signed me to my record deal in London and she was a very powerful woman in a business that was run predominantly by men so she was she was uh, disliked a lot and uh, she was feared 
by some others, others, um, but respected by all because she was hardcore. Um, and she and I had a very unique relationship. She signed me and I could do no wrong in her eyes and vice versa. We were extremely close. Um, you know, she would, she would beat up on Trevor before she, she's the kind of person that she would come into the studio when Trevor was mixing some of the records and she would say things and he would be playing her this beautiful mix. It was great, you know, and she would, and, and her comment would be like, turn it up. Like, where's his voice? I can't hear him. Turn it up. I didn't pay all this money to hear, have him buried in your mix. Turn his voice up. So that was Jill. She was, she was always like, a, you know, she was my biggest fan and I, and I just adored her. And, and similarly, any, any, if I did any kind of a performance or whether it be like a, you know, concert or TV, hers and Trevor's, but mainly hers, the, the, that was the opinion that I really cared about. Okay. So we had this, sh we have used to have this show in England called Top of the Pops. And it was like your ready, steady go or like, you know, soul train or over here. Basically it was a weekly TV show back, you know, before the internet. And if you were on that show, you made it. You had made it because the whole country watched that show each week used to come on on a Thursday. So the deal was, is that you recorded it in the day and then it was shown on Thursday night. So my first performance on top of the pops was of a song called crazy. And we went and recorded that song at top of the pops during the day. And this is as a solo artist, as seal. And we came back to the recording studio slash record company. Um, to watch the performance on top of the pops in the evening. Right. So all the, all of the engineers and, you know, house engineers and, uh, people in admin from the record company, you know, I was their big sign in and I was, and, and this was my debut performance as a solo artist. And we all came gathered around the TV you know, to watch this performance at Top of the Pops and came on, sure enough. And after, after you know, everything, everyone clapped. It was, oh, that's great. Oh, well done. Woo, 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 woo. And Jill was walking downstairs to the basement corridor through to the kitchen at Psalm Studios. We are at Psalm Studios. The kitchen is where we solved all the world's problems. And so... I followed her into the kitchen and I said, well, because hers was the only opinion that I, I wanted to hear. And she said in her Jill like way, she went, Oh, it was good. Oh, it was good. And I went, uh, but she went, no, she went, no, it was good. It was good. And I said, yeah, Jill, good. But like, you know, that's not great good. And she goes, you haven't connected yet. And I said, connected, Jill, uh, connected. I've just sung 
I've just performed, you know, on TV in front of like 11 million people's homes across the country. What do you mean I haven't connected? And she goes, you haven't connected yet. And I go, well, how do you connect? And she said to me, which is perhaps maybe the most profound and effective few words that anyone has ever said to me in my, as it relates to my career. She said, and my life. And she said, oh, you'll just know it when you do. So I kind of left frustrated. Anyway, about a year, I don't know, a year and a half, two years later, I was on stage um, somewhere performing at a concert and I was singing. And I can't remember what it was. I think it might have been Prayer for the Dying or something. Or Actually, it wouldn't have been that because it wouldn't have been that because that was... Anyway, I was performing and I had my eyes closed and I was lost on stage, lost in the music. And I opened my eyes and there was this one person in the audience that I just kind of locked on and they were looking at me and they were, they kind of almost had tears in their eyes. Right. And that, it sounds corny, but that was kind of, it was kind of like that, that scene in a movie. Like the, I was singing to that person, that one person. And that was the only person that existed in that moment on stage. And we, the, the fact that I was singing was incidental. We connected and I, our, our souls connected and that was the first experience I had where I understood that the purpose of all of it, of why I had a voice, why I had this voice, why all this had been given to me, uh, that was the first time that I understood that in, in, in its essence of, and that has never left until this day. My, my primary objective when performing, when talking with people, when anything is to connect more so than anything else is to connect. And when I say connect, I don't just mean connecting with that person. I actually more often mean connecting with myself and giving that person the ability or reminding that person of the ability to connect with themselves. Because I think when you, when you are connected, not necessarily with each other, with each other. That's an exponential um, uh, 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 byproduct of being connected. And so walking out on stage, it's 
more so than thinking about my voice, thinking about the songs I'm going to sing. Like I have one thing it, and it's not even something I think about. It is something that is, I am so inherently uh, uh, predisposed to doing when, when I, with music, when I write songs, I'm not thinking of how um, I'm going to write this type of song or that kind type of song. I am thinking, I am trying to connect and therefore relinquish control of everything. I am trying to connect with myself because I think that when we do that, that's when, that's when uh, wonder happens. That's when everything makes sense. And that's when we're left to our essential devices. That's when, that's when we're most beautiful. That's an incredible answer. And I agree with you a hundred percent. It's interesting. Can you think of a moment then for you where you connected that you learned the most about yourself? Um, okay. For example, I, I will share something with you that, um, I haven't shared before. Okay. So my, um, I just had, uh, my 60th birthday and what we were going to do, my missus and I, my, uh, my stepdaughter, we were going to go to, um, we were going to go to the Alps. I feel most alive when I'm in the mountains. I could, you know, despite, despite my kind of very kind of African looking appearance, I could live 12 months a year in, in, in the, in the mountains. Like I love cold weather. I love snow. Um, anyway, so, so I'm happiest and healthiest when, when, when I'm up there, I, we had talked about c celebrating it in uh, the Alps and that's where I've had a lot of great memories. I have some great friends there. Also my family who live for the most, most part who live in, Eng in England, my brothers and sisters and my mum, they would be able to kind of come to the Alps. So it was a toss up between that and uh, Whistler in Canada, which is uh, another, you know, favorite place of mine. So we ended up going to Whistler. So we were about to leave for Whistler uh, two Fridays ago. Um, so, so on a Thursday, my missus, she says to me, um, what are you doing this, this evening around four o'clock? Right. And I said, Oh, well, I was going to do some music, but yada, yada, yada. But I'm going to play some tennis first. And, and she goes, what well, can I grab you for, uh, for a bit? And I went, uh, yeah, of course. Um, um, I go, for how long? She goes, oh, an hour, maybe, um, uh, an hour and a half. And I said, sure. Okay. So I played tennis for an hour. And then I said, do you know, do you want to, um, do you want to, uh, I said, shall we get, where are we going? She goes, oh, um, we're going to, 
uh, I just need you, you know, we're, we're going to go and pick up little Imogen from a friend's house and then we're going on. So I figured we were going to go to dinner or something, which I should have suspected then because we'd been to, di- to dinner two nights, the previous two nights out to dinner. So she goes, um, so anyway, so we're in the car. So I dress up, we're both dressed and we're in the car. And she says, and I'm thinking, oh, tomorrow we leave for Whistler. You know, it's a shame we didn't do it in in the Alps. Uh, the only reason being is that like, you know, my my family would have been able to come there, but, and they probably won't come to Canada. And I'm like, but you know what? They don't really dig the mountains in any case. They only do it in the past when we've done it, they've come because of me and like, what have you. And so, um, so I, so, so I was like, it's going to be great in any case. And anyway, we went to this friend's house to pick up my stepdaughter. Okay. And the door opened and there were about 200 of everyone that had defined my life. Surprise! Um, my sister was there. Uh, my manager of, from, who I hadn't seen in 18 years, Bob Cavallo, you know, who was largely instrumental in the, the, the success of Kiss from a Rose, used to be Prince's manager for, for the, for the good years. Um, my doctor, who I've known for 28 years, uh, Guru Singh, uh, my spiritual guide, shepherd, teacher, um, uh, my beloved housekeeper, Lorena, who is the daughter of, uh, uh, my sister, um, Lucia, who, uh, is born on the same day as me, same year. So we have a very special connection. And I just saw them. I saw them all there. And they all sang happy birthday. And it was, your question was, how did I, when, when did I feel that connection that you're talking about? Well, at one point, I just couldn't understand. Like I could understand, you know, I got, I figured, okay, it's a surprise birthday party. I could understand my uh, Guru Singh. I could understand him being there. I could understand my doctor, Harley, who, you know, who I'd actually seen the previous morning, right? Because I went in for a checkup. I could understand him being there. But then there was a couple Megan and Kevin from Oklahoma. And this is a couple that I found, well, I actually found him on YouTube because I'm a tennis fanatic and I was following his tutorial. So I called him up two years ago and I said, do you ever coach? You know, would you, would you come and coach? Would you come to California? And he said, well, I coach with my wife, Megan, and we're a duo and, um, and yes. And anyway, I ended up hiring them both and they came out and, and coached. 
and we got on so well and they came out again last year with their son Lakin, who I just adore, this little kid, like special kid. And we, we, he and I really connected. And we had another 10 day tennis camp. Um, and, you know, and so they were there. And it was when I saw them, I just lost it. I lost it. I was uncontrollably crying for, I don't know, like, and then, and then when I saw Cavallo, my manager, who I hadn't seen for 18 years, like he came up to me and embraced me. And I just wept like a baby on, on his, on his shoulder. And the reason being is because we're all really good at deflecting love when it comes our way, right? Oh, yeah, when someone pays you a compliment or says they love you. We're really, really good at finding excuses to go, you know, to 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 say, well, you know, I'm not really worthy of that or kind of, we're, we're all kind, we're all pretty good at that. Oh, please, you know, at deflecting this love. But then seeing all of these people there, seeing from the people I'd mentioned to also Kevin and Megan, I, you know, I thought, I thought they just kind of, you know, indulged me because of my fanatical love of tennis, like, and, and, you know, and they are really wonderful people, but like, you know, I thought they, are, you know, part of that is that, you know, I am, hiring them to come out and, 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 and play tennis. But I saw them there out of tennis clothes and dressed, dressed, you know, to the nines with these huge smiles on their faces. And it was when I saw all of these people, I went, okay, well, there's only one reason why all of these people could be here. It's because they love you and because they care. There was no other reason why they would be there. They paid their own way to come. These are people that I'd met on the internet. Then there were similarly other people that I kind of knew, like friends that I had made from playing, you know, tennis uh, live ball on Wednesdays up at the house. And that's the only time I see them or I see them at a club. Then were, and then there were all the people that essentially what I was doing is I was looking out and I saw everyone that both people I knew very well and people I knew not so well, but had struck a poignant something with a connection with. They were all there and I couldn't figure out why they, why they were all there apart from one reason. They were there because they cared and Again, we're really good at deflecting all of that 
But this was an overwhelming wall of love. And it's almost like love was saying, no, you will listen. No, 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 no. You're not going to do it this time. No, no, you can't. No, 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 no. And that's when I broke down. That's, I literally, I was crying for uncontrolled, well, the whole night, but for the most part, um, for the first hour, I just could not control. And you know, it's, it's interesting because your question, and I realized that was a much longer answer than, than you anticipated, but your question, it was, when did I, or when do I, I'm paraphrasing, feel that connection? Well, I ended up saying to everyone, I said, you know, I don't know if they will ever really understand what they did for me that night, apart from just turning up. What they did is they, um, they did something which went a long way into healing a part of me that has been broken for many years because it was so undeniable and because I couldn't deflect it as we're all want to do that I just had to accept this love. I had to accept that I was worthy of being loved to that degree. The funny thing is at one point I went like this, I went, Oh my God, I know what's happened. I know what's happened. I've died. I've died. And <laughs> this is, oh my God, this is what happens when you die. Because I just couldn't, I could, I, I understood that people that I couldn't understand what this cross section of people were all doing there. Because as I was looking out, I was looking at, everything that defines me and everyone that defines me and everything I am and profess to be and want to be as an entity, it was all there. And that I don't think I, I don't think I have ever felt that connected in my entire life. And I turned to, my missus and, and, you know, she was so happy and, 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 and crying and, and everything. And it just, it, it, my kids were there. Like, and you know, my, like all four of them plus little Imogen. And I'd spoken to my daughter that morning. She's at school in New York. And as far as I was concerned, she was in New York and then she was there and they all were there. Everyone was there. And I thought, and so that was the only reason. The only reason they could be there is because they all cared. And that connection you feel, yes, with everyone else, of course, right? But that connection you feel with yourself as a result of an undeniable, overwhelming wall of love of love that you cannot deflect that you had no choice. I literally, I, I, I was beaten by, I couldn't deflect it. I couldn't do, I couldn't pass it on 
because it's uncomfortable to feel that degree of love, you know? And so I just had to, and it was, by the way, that thing was sustained for up until this point. I, we carried that the, the day after we went to Whistler um, we ca- and and spe- and some friends came there. We just we just came back at night before last, and that that healing that 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 connection with love. Because essentially, you say, "Well, what is connecting? Well, what is the what is what does connecting mean for you? What 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 defines connection, Seal? Whether it's with somebody else or with yourself, it's love. It's always love." It's, it's, it, it, it always comes back to love and love. And for me to have experienced love in that form was something that I hadn't experienced before. It just, it, it, it completely just like, you know, like this one who, who shows love all the time, don't you, friend? But it was, um, it was amazing. I ended up writing this song, which you no doubt hear at some point called Love Wins. And uh, it, 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 so that's the, in answer to your question, that is when I, I have felt the most connected. And funnily enough, it was just recently. Wow. There's very little things in this world, as Sage mm-hmm. will tell you, that leave me speechless. But it's so funny because you say that that was one of the, that was a much longer answer than I expected. That was, okay, there's only two times in the thousands of interviews that I've done that I've been moved to tears. That answer, and Dave Gahan telling me about his friendship with David Bowie. But that was one of those beautiful things I've ever heard. I actually did tear up just as you uh-huh. talked about tearing up. And it's funny because I was watching the large screen and I see Sage with her hand on her face. So riveted by it. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily sure where to go from there. <laughs> it was, that was just, yeah, you literally moved me to tears from that story. So Sage, if, and we've also been on for a very long time already. So Sage, if there's no, one more can, question we, we, you want to ask, have, but that was can, just, I, like I, I, I said, I've, I've interviewed everyone in the history of the world as Lily Bouchfor, and you and Dave Gahan are the only two people who ever moved me to tears. Ah, oh, well, thank you. And listen, if you, um, y- unless you guys have something you have to kind of get off and do, like I can talk for as long as you want because we started late and I, and I waffled on, but it's it's that is really it's I tell you that that I've never experienced anything like that before and I literally did think I had died I I, I thought for one moment I, I I entertained the possibility and I thought well if this is it wow like it's it's great in fact I said that to one of my friends who was instrumental this guy, a brother called Ryan and uh, he was an instrumental in uh, a very pivotal point in my life. He's like another shepherd that came along. And I said that, and we've had some great experiences together, some mind altering experiences. And I said to him, um, I said, Ryan, I thought I died. And he looked at me and he said, maybe you have. <laughs> and it was such, it was such a Ryan thing to say, you know, it was such, it would only, and I just, we just laughed and, uh, and embraced but it's it's that thing of connecting. It is it, it is essential, and and musically, I am focused on not necessarily trying to connect with uh, people because I used to think that it was uh, that's where my focus should be. But uh, now I'm I, I'm focused on trying to trying to remind people. Um, 
to connect with themselves because ultimately I have faith in, in, in what we are. And I think that we are just breathtakingly beautiful when we are connected and love is, is the way for that. It's all, it's always love. Love always wins. It always, it always has been love. It's, it never changes. So that's my, that's my, uh, that's my um, purpose. It, that's what I try to, to. That's what I try to achieve with music is just connection, and you know, in whatever form. Sage, you want to ask one more? That was so beautiful, Seal. <laughs> it, it reminds me of we had a conversation with Taj Mahal a couple of weeks ago, and he spoke on how most people only operate from 10% of their facility. And the most important thing for him as a musician is to always keep his connection. Um, what would be your words of wisdom in how people can find that for themselves beside music? Love. Again, I know it sounds like a very general response, but but we have to find we have to find a way. I, I used a, a, an expression before, I think I said, to get back to the garden. I think that's where we come from. You know, do you, do you, do you, have, you don't have kids, right, Sage? I don't, but. Okay. Uh, 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 okay. Well, well, Steve, you, do you have kids? No. I okay. have pets, but no kids. Okay. Well, that, that'll, did you have pets, Sage? I live on a farm, yes, lots of them. Uh, you live on a farm. Okay, so you've seen pets being born, right? Mm -hmm. Of course. Okay, so so as you know, if if I look at essentially what we are and uh, and where we come from, I remember when um, Lainey, my first child, was born. And I remember when she came out and they're free of everything. They're free of fear, uh, prejudice, anger, sadness, uh, any of those kind of social constructs that, that we uh, humans are subject to. But the one thing that was present undeniably from that jump is this, this love, the same thing. It's, it's, it's there from day one. And, and it is a connection that you have with them. And so it led me to, to, to really understand that, that, that in essence, is who we are. And what happens is we go through this, I, I, I believe personally, this is my own personal belief, that we are these highly evolved beings that exist wherever and that we come into this, this life, this human form. And I believe that the point of it is to gather as much information about love as we can and as much understanding of it 
as we can before we have to kind of bail and go back again. And then we decide whether we have enough or something decides whether we have enough. And then eventually that I believe that we, we become it, this oneness that everyone talks about, this infinite oneness, you know, that religions talk about and, and philosophies talk about certain philosophies, this, this oneness. I believe that this divine oneness is this thing that is love because it's the only thing that whenever I have leaned in with love, whenever I have come from a place of love, I have never, ever been mistaken. It has never been uh, an incorrect move, even though sometimes it can trick you and make you think it, 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 it you've made a bad choice, but it never really is. You wait long enough and you realize it's always, and uh, it's always the, it's, it's always what inherently innately feels right when I come from a place of love. And so when the baby is born, whether it's a pet animal, the, 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 the human, that thing is present right from the get-go and you feel it. And I think that what happens is we go through this journey and we, by design, we get further and further and further and further away from it. And all of these other things come into play, but it's only because we're trying to understand that we've got to somehow find a way of getting back to that before we pass on through, before, before we leave. And you see it in our parents, our grandparents, you know, they, they, uh, less of the small stuff be, becomes important and, and we, they start, start gravitating towards this thing, this infancy of love. We, we gravitate more back towards it. And, and so to answer your question, if, if there's any thing that I could, any words of advice, um, I, I, I hesitate to use the word wisdom, but if there's any words of advice that I could give someone based on my own experience, um, musically, uh, 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 professionally, personally, spiritually, uh, it's all, it, it, it is that we have got to find a way to get to it, it just lean in with love. To simplify it is try and come from a place of love. Do do whatever you have to do to come. Listen, there are people or, or there are a few people in my life that honestly, like I find it very difficult to use that approach to, right? <laughs> there are, there are a few people that, uh, that, you know, just, you know, just like everyone else, I am not proud of the thoughts that I have towards those people. Um, because in my opinion, they have done me, you know, they, they have been rotten to me. Right. But then, but then, okay. But what am I going to do with that? Okay. Fine. 
But like, what is, what, what's the solution? What's the point? Right. I'll tell you this much. Whenever I can find it within myself to just stop for a second and just lean into that person with love. If I can just do that, whenever I, I, that is why that, that birthday experience I told you was so profound to me because I could not escape from this undeniable wall of love. And that I just, at that point, everything that I thought of was from a place of love. It was disarming. It disarmed any kind of stuff that I, that I, that I may have had. Right. And so it's the one constant. It's the one constant. Everything else kind of comes and goes. All of those other emotions, that leaning in with love, I never regret. And I, and it's the one thing that feels inherently right. It feels right whenever I can approach any situation or any person with love. So my advice is we got, we've, We've got to find a way to cut, to, to come from that. You, you know, it's, 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 it's here. It's not outside. And I believe that that journey starts with a love of the self because it's not so, it, it, it's not possible for me to lean in with love fully until I love myself. And that is why I said what I said to those people that were there, I said, you have, you, what you have done for me today has, has gone a long way into healing a part of me that has been broken for a while. Um, and so it starts with the love of the self. And then I think it's easier to kind of love, to lean in with love with everyone and everything. All right. Last question. Yes or no answer. Uh, actually, it's it's not, but it's a quick answer. When the hell are you going to write a book? Because as we're listening yeah. to this, that's all I want to do is read your book. Um, well, you know, and this is a longer conversation, which obviously we won't go into here. But you know, with the advent of uh, AI, um, perhaps sooner rather than later. Um, I think it's. I think AI is a fascinating point in our evolution. Um, but I think it's a question of understanding how to use it. I, I, I'll leave you with this. So the answer, the short answer is sooner than sooner rather than later. I think I should write a book. I am doing something that is a kind of the story of my life through photographs and, 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 and conversations. So I guess that is kind of a book, but I'll leave you with this experience. And so all of those things, all of those things, let me see if I can, let me see if I can find it. Uh, I might be able to, might be able to find it. I, all of those experiences I talked about, right? I, I wrote a song in, in Canada and I wrote it in a way that I don't, normally write 
in that I don't normally write words first. Generally, the melody comes first and the words come after. But I wrote these words because, again, I was so taken aback by this, everything that I was experiencing. And I, I was thinking, well, I've got to, I got to figure out, figure out a way. I, I got to write a song. And so I used AI to, st- so I said, oh God, I wish I could find it. Trying to find it here. Okay, wait. It's somewhere. Um, so, so I, 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 I said, I typed into AI. Can you still see me? Yeah. Okay, great. Cause I'm looking for notes on, on, uh, on, um, on my computer. Cause I've got, I wanted to read you what I wrote. Music. Okay. So that's, uh, lyrics. Is it music, 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 lyrics. Okay. Songs to go. No, 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 no. Anyway, if you can't find it, by the way, you can also have Carlene email it to us. Oh, I'm not going to email it to you, no, <laughs> because I have because it's not finished. But lyrically, it's finished. Okay. But, um, but a little, okay. I've, anyway, so so I um I I I, wrote, I put into AI. Okay, give me your opinion on somebody that um uh, uh goes whose wife throws him a surprise 60th birthday party and everyone that defines the very uh, essence of who he is and what he is, uh, is there. And at one point he entertains the, the fact that he's died and, um, and so on and so forth, all the stuff that I told you. And what it did is that it's, <laughs> It threw me back a bunch of words that would I take them and say that that was a song? Of course not, right? But what it did is it started a conversation. Um, and this is the second time I've worked with AI like that. It started a conversation and I've two and a half hours later, I had written a song. Bear with me one second. I'm just going to run and get something for you because now that I've told you that, I have to read it for you. Okay. I think I found it. Okay, so uh, a little lie. Life is the greatest wonder. No, okay, let's have a look. And anyway, what it what it wrote back to me, or or what I ended up with after two and a half hours was. Crazy, hold on, and, well, obviously not the song crazy, but uh, music, music, music. I thought it would be under his songs because I've been listening You know, I'm embarrassed to say, God, oh, that's such a shame. After all that, and, and I know what's going to happen. I need to put, hang up and then it's going to be right there. I guess I'm not. It's gonna... all good. You know where to find us. To and Carlene certainly knows where to find me. But you know, I'll tell you what. Now that you've talked about it, we can't find it. Uh, I'll, I'll hit up Carlene, and I think when it's ready, we should premiere it on Forbes. This is crazy. Another time. 
Yes, I was going to say, and I really feel that neither Sage nor I are leaving this interview disappointed. So it's all good. Even if you didn't find the song, uh, I feel that we've learned a tremendous amount. And it, as always, it's a pleasure. I did hit up Carlene to get an address. I'm going to forward you books and pay back for what you sent huh. me years ago. And yeah, this was absolutely incredible. Thank you. Well, um, oh, I'm just holding on for the very last minute thinking that I would find it all. I just don't know where it's disappeared to. Interesting. Anyway, okay. My so my views on, you know, I think, I think, um, I think AI is great if it's treated like a person and not a computer. And I think if you have an interaction with it as though you were speaking to a person. Um, then I think that you, I think it's one of the most creative tools that's been available to us for a long time. Now, I th obviously, I think there are some perils that come along with that. But ultimately, it's here. It's our evolution. It's, it's natural evolution. So it, 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 it's, we have to kind of understand it more. Anyway. Uh, thank you so much. Oh, pleasure. Always just pleasure. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, Sage. Really wonderful. Good, lu good luck on the farm. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your farm? Upstate New York. Oh, cool. Lucky you. Oh, you're a musician and a singer. Yes. Yeah. He, uh, Steve, Steve, you, you did say that. So where can I hear your music, Sage? Well, I'm now recording a jazz project that will be done in the next two months. So cool. uh, that's my what I'm working on now. And I'm putting out an R&B project um, in the next month or two as well. So Is your stuff on YouTube? I don't really have much. I have really old stuff under the name Sage Bava, B-A-V-A. -A. Okay. But I will have more coming real soon. Perfect. Well, I look forward to it and, 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 uh, I hope, hopefully that, you know, hopefully, uh, the connection thing resonated with you. It very much did. I think and the connection I, yeah. resonated with both of us. And I will tell you, Seal, I've been around a million artists and she's incredible. She's a, a star. So I'm curious. I'm, I'm curious and I'm going to try and, uh, I'm going to try and look for st stuff on, on, Go to ethers. Instagram. That's where you'll find the best stuff. Go to Sage Baba B A B A on Instagram. Oh, perfect, Steve. What a pleasure. What, am I going to see you at the show? Of course, you'll see us both at the show. Oh, perfect. Well, okay. Um, uh, 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 Jennifer. Yes. Are you on? Can you make sure that we all get to meet at the show, please? Absolutely. We'd love oh. to have you. Oh, yes, thanks. perfect. Yeah, it's so funny. We've done all these interviews, but we've never gotten to say hello in person. So we both look forward to it. And yeah, this was yeah. amazing. As I say, you and Dave Gahan hold a special place. I've interviewed well, everyone. I, 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 I love him, and and you know, I love Depeche. Obviously, I, I like I like that new record that they have. I'm quite keen to to hear the rest of it. You know, I really love talking like, to him, man. He's just an yeah. incredible dude. Yeah, he's 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 uh, he's tra he's well traveled, isn't he? Yeah. His life, yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, thank you guys all so all right, much. Guys. Thank you. We look thank forward you. to meeting in person. Sage, stay on for a second, and I will talk to everybody else later. Bye, brother. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye, Bye, Sister Sage. Bye, brother. Brother Steve. Thank you.
Hey, this is Steve Balton. You've been listening to My Turning Point with special guest Seal and co-host Sage Baba. Thanks. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.